0: a simplified approach to a well-mannered dog. Let's talk about crates, baby. Let's talk about crates, baby. Let's talk about all the good and all the bad things that can be. Let's talk about crates. Guess what we're gonna talk about today? We're gonna talk about crates, the good, the bad, and the ugly. This is Leah, thanks for joining me today. Well, first of all, crates are one of the best tools to use to train your dog, for a lot of reasons. So the first reason is, of course, everyone knows about is the house training. Dogs don't eliminate where they sleep. And so that's why you have a crate, because they sleep in the crate, so they're not supposed to eliminate in the crate. And their mom teaches them that when they're a baby and when they're born. So that's why it's not a good idea to get a puppy that's younger than seven and a half weeks, and it should be with their mommy at least that long. Now, if you have a really big crate, the dog might sleep down one end and eliminate down the other end. So that's why you need to get a divider, and the crate should be as big as the dog can lay down flat on his or her side with their feet extended. Make sure your dog can stand up with several inches above your dog's head so your dog can walk around. Now, I notice a lot lately that people are getting a pen and they put a pen around the crate and then they leave the crate door open. Honestly, I don't recommend you do that. You can take the high road or the low road. If you're using a pen around the crate, you're taking the more difficult road to house train your dog. People tend to feel badly about using a crate. Don't feel badly, honestly. And if you're putting pee pads in the pen, the dog is going to pee on the pee pads and not use the crate the way it's intended to be used for house training. Just take away the pen and just use the crate and close the door. That's really the best way to go with that. And as your dog gets bigger, then you can extend the divider so the dog has more room as the dog gets bigger. Now, another reason that we use crates, crates teach a dog to learn how to be alone and learn how to self-soothe. Your dog is not always going to be with you, and your dog needs to learn how to be alone. Well, now that we're all home all the time, and we have COVID, and everybody's home with their dogs all the time, people are not crating their dog, and that's a real problem, because crates shape a dog, and they they just teach a dog how to behave and to be a well-mannered dog, and when people aren't crating their dogs when they're home, they're not doing themselves any favors, really, Another reason that we use a crate is to teach our dog to learn how to self-soothe and to calm down. I've met dogs that don't know how to do that. They pace back and forth and they just don't know how to calm down. So a crate will teach a dog that because they don't have anywhere else to go. They have to learn how to self-settle and self-soothe. Also, crates protect your dog and they keep your dog safe and they also keep your house safe. Dogs can ingest things that need to be surgically removed or they can bite electrical cords and get injured or die. They protect your house and it's it's not cheap to replace your furniture and your rugs and things like that so you want your house protected i've seen lots of damage from dogs that were not crated i've seen windowsills chewed and wallboard chewed and (coughs) carpets and furniture and recently recently someone just told me that they don't have any living room furniture because the dog chewed all of it apart and they sit on camping chairs as far as i'm concerned there really isn't any reason for that that's just allowing the dog to destroy your house. And it's also not safe. Your dog's going to ingest something that needs to be surgically removed that could kill them. So where do you put a crate and how many crates can you have? I recommend that you put the crate in the kitchen and you block off the kitchen with gates, especially if you have a puppy. Your puppy really doesn't have to have any more access to your house than that. It's the crate, the kitchen, and outside. And when your dog gets older and has more self-control and is more well-behaved then you can allow your dog maybe into the family room or the living room and then have more freedom a little bit at a time you don't want to do it all at once it's not going to go well now depending upon how your house is designed that may not work for you so you might have to put the crate in a different room and that's fine you just don't want to give your dog freedom to the whole house if you can't trust your dog 100% then you need to make sure you're managing and supervising your dog at all times until you can trust your dog 100% and people always want to know when that's going to be. Well, every dog is different. Some dogs, you can trust them at six months. Some dogs, it's two years or longer. Some dogs prefer the crate to be in an active area where they can see everything going by and watching everything that's going on in your house. And Some dogs do better if the crate is not in a high traffic area, maybe up in the bedroom. And at nighttime, some dogs prefer to sleep in the bedroom with their owners and in the crate. And some dogs prefer not to do that. That's something you're going to have to figure out where to put the crate and what works best for your dog. Another thing people do is when the dog whines and cries in the crate, they let the dog out. You have to let the dog learn how to self-settle, and the dog is going to whine and cry and bark. You just have to make sure you get through that and let the dog settle down. If you open the door, then the dog knows what he has to do to get out of the crate. What do you put in a crate? Most people go out and buy a nice bed, and then it gets ripped apart and destroyed. I don't recommend that you do that at first. You can just put a towel, an old towel or an old blanket in the bottom of the crate. The minute that you notice that that blanket is getting chewed or destroyed, it needs to come out. And there's nothing wrong with your dog laying on the bottom of the crate. Sometimes people think that that's not so comfortable, but they don't really care. It's better to be safe because you don't want your dog to chew up the blanket or the towel and then ingest it. And then it has to be surgically removed. Also, toys. What toys do I put in the crate? I would put any toy in the crate that cannot be chewed apart or ripped apart and swallowed and ingested. Nice hard bones, congs, things like that. No soft toys. Every once in a while, you'll find dogs that don't destroy things and they don't spend their lives trying to rip everything apart. And if you have a dog like that, then you can put things in the dog's crate if they're not going to get ripped apart. I don't recommend putting any water in the crate. Some people will feed their dogs in the crate. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with feeding your dog in the crate, but I just wouldn't leave the food in there all the time with the dog. If you're just going to feed the dog in the crate, it's for 20 minutes and then you take the food out. When is a crate misused? A crate is misused if you leave your dog in the crate for 10 hours eight hours without letting it out. You're going to be out of your house and you're going to crate your dog. Make sure that you have somebody come over to let your dog out after four hours or five hours, tops. It's also not a good idea to use your crate as a punishment. Dragging, kicking and screaming, you know, yelling at your dog. You're a bad, bad, bad dog, bad, get out, I'm so mad at you and drag your dog over and throw him in the crate and scream and yell at him. That's not a good idea. I don't ever recommend that you do that. Or if your dog has diarrhea or is vomiting and you put him in the crate, that's going to be tough for your dog to deal with emotionally because they're not going to be too happy about that. Also, I highly recommend that when you leave your house that you put your dog in the crate and that'll keep your dog safe as well and your house safe. Now, there are some dogs that have crate anxiety, really bad crate anxiety. And when I say that, I mean that they are covered in saliva and there's a puddle of saliva. They just can't handle it. They're chewing and destroying their teeth and destroying the crate to try to get out. There are dogs that have severe crate anxiety for one reason or another, but I can't really address that right now. If you need help with that, maybe I can help you with that personally or virtually. What I would use the crate for would be something called a timeout. Now, a timeout is not a punishment. A timeout is a way to let your dog know that what they're doing is not okay and they need to make better choices. So when you give your dog a timeout, you are not in a bad mood. You're not angry at your dog. You just say, you know what? You need a timeout. Come on, let's go. And then you put your dog in the crate, and it's your attitude. Your attitude is not angry. Put your dog in the crate, and they can either calm down, or when they come back out, they'll know that what they did was not okay. I can talk about timeout in another podcast. Timeout is a great tool to use to um, change your dog's behavior. You can also have more than one crate. You can have a crate upstairs, a crate downstairs, that's fine. And some dogs travel in crates. If you want to put your dog in the crate in the car, that's fine too. And if you have small kids, I recommend that you don't let them inside the crate. And when the dog is in the crate, you tell the children to leave the dog alone, that they shouldn't tease the dog when he's in the crate. There's a few different kinds of crates. There are the airline crates, as they call them. They're the ones that have the plastic sides to them where there's, they're not all see-through like a cage. And then there's regular cage-style crates. Some dogs do better in one style than they do in the other. You might have to try a different style. Don't be in any hurry to get rid of your crate. Your dog is going to need to be crated throughout your dog's life for different reasons. For example, your dog is going to go to the vet and have a procedure done. They're going to be put into a a cage. Your dog goes to the groomer regularly. Your dog is crated or caged at the groomer. Let's say you need furniture delivered, and they're going to take out the old furniture and put in the new furniture, and all the doors in your house are going to be wide open. If I put my dog in the crate, I know my dog is safe, and my dog is not going to run away. But if I put my dog in a bedroom and close the door, I have no idea if someone's going to go up and open that door and let the dog out. Or let's say you want to travel. You go to visit somebody in another state, and you take your dog, and you guys all want to go out to dinner. It's a good idea to put your dog in the crate. Because your dog knows the crate, your dog doesn't know that other house. So your dog will be more comfortable and less stressed out being in the crate, left alone in an unfamiliar environment. Or Let's say you rent a hotel room that accepts dogs. Your maid service isn't going to come in unless your dog is crated, and if you need to leave to go out, your dog should be crated. The magic words for crates are actively engaging. Actively engaging means that if you have a puppy or a young dog and you are actively engaging with your dog, that's fine. But the minute that you're not actively engaging with your dog, your dog needs to go in the crate. Even if your dog is in the same room as you. So let's say you're cooking dinner. Are you actively engaging with your dog? No, you're not. Or you're helping kids with homework. Are you actively engaging with your dog? No. Actively engaging means you're playing with your dog, you're teaching your dog something, you're taking your dog for a walk, your dog is eating. That's actively engaging because it just takes a few seconds for you to cook dinner and then your dog is taking off and eliminating in the dining room or chewing the chair legs of your table or stealing something off of the table. It boils down to management and supervision And that means using gates and crates and interactive toys and making sure that your dog has more than enough exercise because a good dog is a tired dog. So the bottom line is, if you can't trust your dog 100% not to destroy something, take something and run away with it, not to eliminate in your house, then your dog needs to be managed and supervised. And a crate is a wonderful tool to do that. Thanks for joining me today. And I'm glad we got a chance to talk about crates, baby. So find us on Facebook and Instagram at Doggone Good Dog Training and let us know that you're listening. Please give our podcast a review. I hope it's five stars. Have a doggone good day. Take care now. Bye.